0: Hello, and welcome to episode 45 of Matchet and the Other Guy. And Kevin and I are sitting outside my home on the banks of swelteringly hot Lake Wiley. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm good. I am warm. I am warm. It is, it is warm. The, the porch
1: gives a little bit of a refuge, though. It's definitely not near as bad with the shade of the porch. Here.
0: Yes, and I have to say, although I'm constantly complaining about the humidity, it's not that. Bad today, yeah. is it? Not, no. not considering what the drive was over in the car and everything. So. Right, yeah. Well, you know what we're talking about. One hopes I don't. So fill us all in. What are we talking about today? All
1: right, all right. Well, last week you recall we kind of talked about an iconic hero, right? Being, being James Bond, yeah, who uses mainly his skill and cunning and help of others and uh, those magic gadgets and such like that, that right. created for him. This this week we're going to talk about uh, heroes that have powers i.e. superheroes.
0: Oh, great. All right. Well, as (laughs) As I've shocked (laughs) you into this one, somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Start us off. Give us your um, introduction to this subject.
1: Well, I mean, we always tend to start at the beginning and what we kind of remember growing up with and our first introductions. And I would think my biggest early memories would be the Batman series and such like that, you know, which I've I kind of, I, admittedly, I know we're starting with one that does not have superpowers. You're He's always the right. hero
0: that is just just a man, you know, a billionaire man, but still. I was waiting for that to come up because it's um, it's always a point of contention. Batman really doesn't have any superpowers. Batman's ability is was well, Batman's superpower has been extremely rich, I think, isn't it? And then being able to produce everything that he needs through his wealth. Yes, yes.
1: And he seems to hold his hold his own in a, in a good fight now and again, though.
0: He does absolutely. He does, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Batman. Particularly as you know the 1967 Batman is my my fave. Yeah, yeah. which
1: we've discussed before yes. in other, other yeah.
0: episodes. But yeah.
1: I would say that's my earliest, you know, introduction probably was the show. And then I remember some of the again some of the toys, we talked about the Mego dolls I had and such like that. Yeah. Um so that was my first memory of of playing with one or, you know, getting, you know, wanting to you know act it out or something with friends or something like that.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, was he your first introduction to? Super I think Heroes, he. I think it... he would have to be. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, Batman would 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 absolutely have to be. And I do remember having a Batmobile, Adam West era '67 TV Batmobile, um, but my memory of having that Batmobile. I think I got it from it. We've talked about this before. It's a rummage sale or a jumble sale, yeah. the equivalent of like a yard sale back in back in England, I guess, you know. And my memory of my Batmobile was it was very beaten up and was absolutely caked in clay. Like clay someone some young kid had been pushing clay and earth into every orifice of the car and it took me a long while to clean it out and get it to some sort of state of uh, use. But um, the paint was very scratched, but I was, through, I was still thrilled and delighted to have it.
1: Was it one of the little corgi size? Yeah, piece? it was. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. About, about four inches long. That one. Mm-hmm. That's
0: exactly right. Which had
1: the, probably the Batman and Robin in it. The. Yep. 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 That's exactly right. Yeah. Did you have one of those? Two? I never had that one. Uh, I know which one you're talking about, yeah. exactly. Did it, it maybe had firing missiles out of those 3.2s behind their heads if, or something If it had like missiles,
0: that? I think mine are mine, missiles, I should say, if I'm English or not. They, 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 right, long long gone. Gone, yeah. they were long gone. Yeah, they were long gone. But I have. seem to remember, I mean, <laughs> I was probably about, how old would I have been? I don't know. Let's say 10. <clears throat> I do seem to remember looking at the suspension and how the wheels were held on to the chassis and thinking, gosh, these are... <laughs> very fragile connections for, for axle connections on such a powerful car, even back then. Anyway, I digress. But yes, that was probably my earliest uh, introduction to superheroes, yeah. Yeah, and then I think I'm, I
1: might have mentioned this before in that my comic, books collection, my comic book collection yeah. kind of grew in that I would get them at my barber's. When we would go to have my hair cut, it was just an old school men's barber shop in the little nook of a, an old plaza. Okay. And and, you'd like go down a side hallway into it. I don't know. Mom found it years prior, I guess, or whatever. But they would always the ones that always cut my hair as a kid, and they had this box of comics. I think the guys, the barbers, loved to read comic books, and they would get them, read them, and they toss them in this box that was down by the waiting chairs. Right, right, right. And every time I get a haircut, they were they said you can you can get you a comic book. So they always let me take one. Yeah. When I when I got and. Who knows which of those valuable ones were in that stack at one point? There's probably some. Please, you you
0: drive you crazy thinking about that now. Yeah, absolutely. I was kind of
1: look and yeah, whatever caught my interest on the cover, I'm sure is what determined what I brought home. But I still, I I know I chose some Batman ones, and then we saw kind of a change. It's kind of like whatever becomes cultural. I remember a few years. When a couple of years went by, and all of a sudden Spider-Man was becoming a big thing right. in our school. You know, just people were into Spider-Man. Yes, and I don't know why or what might have triggered it,
0: but that was kind of the end thing. My earliest memory of Spider-Man was an animated series of, of Spider-Man. Right? I think before the movies. I can't yes. remember an early movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it was right fairly early in the days, and had that <laughs>
1: yeah that that, that lyrical uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. absolutely. That's
0: exactly right. And yes. I don't
1: remember when that was, and I don't think I remember airing <laughs> where I was. I would have loved to it. I have loved to seen it, but I don't. I think I learned about that later in life
0: yes that would have been my early introduction so there was our first we're talking about uh, superheroes or folks gifted with with power so there was spider-man with um his spidey powers because of being bitten by a radioactive spider if i remember yep, right
1: yep and i remember you know getting a I had, then then i remember I, i'm sure i got some of the comic books from that same place but i do remember buying a couple like you know, they were ten cents at that time. I think Okay. At the local, uh, okay. No, I think I take that back. They were probably more like a quarter, maybe thirty-five cents. All right. For a comic book at the local, you know, quickie mart type place. Yeah. Um. So we got into that. I remember, you know, we had the little thing that would shoot the little suction cup thing that's supposed to be the web shooting and. Oh, cool. That kind of thing.
0: Yeah, well, I never so, had that. And then. Then you started... Seeing. You know, all the most exciting toys. We never used to get anything like that over in <laughs> Anyway. Well, it's like that line
1: out of the, the uh, Michael Keaton Batman. Where does he get those wonderful toys? <laughs>
0: but, That's
1: exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, we were always, there Were always something marketed toward us. But, uh, yeah, so Spider-Man was a big thing. And then, um, then the, the TV, it was either TV shows or movies. And I remember the next big thing was 78. Okay. In the Superman movie. The, the Christopher Reeve movie. Yeah. Okay. That was such a big big deal. That yep. was the first real good movie that you know really captured a a, a hero. Yes. And so everything was kind of Superman
0: there for a, a while. And now we come to our first alien life form, right? Because Batman was was of this planet, Spider-Man was uh, of this world, yep. and um, Superman was not of this world. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so here comes the first alien. Yeah, yes. Now uh, I used to have uh, not really in any way connected with with um, superheroes, but talking about the world of comics, my comic that I used was allowed to get um, uh, when it was delivered by the post uh, by the excuse me by the by the paper shop once a week was. Planet of the Apes, which was, uh, I was addicted to it. You know, I loved it, I loved the movies. Movies came out about that time. And again, I know we've kind of drifted off here, but I'm going somewhere with this little story. And I I used to read the the comics every week and just, I was was fascinated by the drawings, I was fascinated by the world and the way that the magazines were put together, the comics were put together. And um, then I noticed one week that half of my planet of the apes comic was taken up with a new story called dracula lives dracula lives i thought wang well, i've not i've not signed up for dracula lives where does this come from yeah. you know and uh, and then i noticed on, on the next episode of the comic it was planet of the apes and dracula lives Right, it was split 50-50. And I began to smell a rat at this point, and I thought, wait a moment. I can see what's I, going I feel encroachment <laughs> marketing. <laughs> that's, that's even at a very young age. To the extent that I'm talking about being naive here, I wrote, and I can't remember who produced the comic now, but the the address is on the inside, and I wrote to them and I said, I just want you to be aware that I think Dracula lives, I didn't use the word encroachment because I wouldn't know what it meant, but it was along those lines. I just want you to be aware that I think we have a problem that Dracula lives is effectively encroaching on Planet of the Apes. Please be aware of this. I'd hate to lose Planet of the Apes just for Dracula Lives. Well, we, you know where this story is going. Like two or three comics down the road, it was all Dracula Lives, and Planet of the Apes had stopped being a part of the comic. Oh. It was a, it was yes, it was a dubious marketing trick to make me not cancel the comic and just accept that Dracula Lives was the new thing. Yes, that's and, that's and I immediately cancelled it, and I, I'm done with this. Wow. I feel like I I've wonder, been had over. I wonder who the publisher was of that one. I remember. You know, there are those
1: smaller ones. Of course, everything, there's the DC Universe and the Marvel Universe, and that's yeah. that's like your Star Wars camp and your Star Trek camp. Right, there's, there's yes. There's very, very fervent fans that stick with one or the other, yes. usually. Yeah. And, you know, some will cross over. Yeah, I don't, there was there was those, <laughs> no, probably a number of different, you know, comic makers out there that would... Be smaller companies and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, and who knows? I can't.
1: I, I I barely remember there was a Planet of the X comic.
0: I love the comics, and I what particularly attracted I, what attracted me to them was the wonderful use of color on the not inside because a lot of the, a lot of the I think occasionally there might be a color page, one or two color pages, but the vast majority were black and white ink drawings. You know, uh, but the um, uh, the jacket, the cover of the 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 comic had some beautiful coloration right they used to use a lot of deep purple colors and deep blues and i was attracted to those i can remember the time thinking wow these are really cool i like them yeah but anyway when that switch happened and dracula live happened i was very disappointed it cancelled my subscription yeah
1: it's funny to look back and if if i have any in that you know those collections that i've got like i had one godzilla you know right i can imagine i I think i bought that one too i don't know why but i did
0: i've got it and and such like that but yeah but graphic art if you know to give it a rather sort of fancy name i think all of that graphic comic graphic storybooks i still like them now I i occasionally buy one just because i'm attracted by the artwork funny enough not so long ago i bought a uh, I bought one on uh, Darth Vader. It was a Darth Vader story. I think I bought it from Amazon. And I was just flicking through, looking at other Star Wars stuff, and I saw the cover on this one. Thought, oh, what wonderful artwork! You yeah. know, got to get hold of it. Yeah, and, I tell and you, the,
1: the, the talent behind the art oh. has just—you know—only improved vastly over the years. And so, I mean, Of course, there's a lot of honor and kitsch to all the original. You know, and some of that was
0: just a, a amazing work at its time. Yeah. You know, a lot of yeah. talent. Yeah, and and. Episode one of Superman is tens of thousands of dollars now. Oh, if no, you can find it, isn't it? Hundreds I mean, you're of on hundreds of thousands yeah, not, of dollars. <laughs> I'm not sure. What the,
1: it, has it? I don't know if it's broken the million dollar threshold yet or not. It may have. I'm wow, not, really? Don't I don't know. I don't know if two hundred thousand is the top of it or if it's eight hundred thousand or if it's top of the million. But, yeah, and they yeah. could have been one or two of those in your
0: barber's box. Of no, I kind of
1: doubt those. I think what thirties. Seven or something like that. Nineteen thirty-seven. I think that's about right. Yeah, they had to stay in that box a long (laughs) time. I think that's about right. Yeah, but but yeah, there's those ones that you know, like, will introduce a character or something like that in a certain you know series that already exists, and a new character is introduced, and it becomes extremely valuable. But I
0: tell you what, you know, now we're on the subject of comics as much as superheroes. I'm going to go back to Batman, and some of those comics that I remember reading Batman comics in the nineteen seventies. I was attracted to the Batman story back then because in complete... We, we know that the 67 Adam West Batman stands alone. I mean, it's his world is it's an entirely separate world to everything else. Um, but what attracted me to the comic book stories of Batman was Gotham City was always dark and brooding. It was yeah. always raining, right? And there's those wonderful drawings of Batman looking old and haggard. He seemed to be like a beaten-up boxer, right? and he was standing on top of the buildings, absolutely soaking wet, um, but looking down over the city, and there's that sort of sense of gritty realism about it, which now, in later movies, has been brought back. Um, I'm thinking of yes. Joker, for example. Now, he's very much set in that in that world of pouring rain, gritty, dark violent and brooding Gotham City. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that I think that really in the comic world I, I and again there's people that are experts at this. Right, but right. I am a very very slight novice. Yeah. I think that era started like in the mid 80s. Okay. I think it was, was it Frank Miller? Mm, His yeah. era of comics with Batman You're the they, expert they made him on the dark knight and yeah. it was like he was an older exactly version, that. version and it did get a lot grittier and brooding and and very much a, a haunted past Yeah, very like
0: much so and I was attracted I mean still I'm attracted to that now you know we've talked about my writing in the past and whenever I'm and I don't know this is a reflection of, of I suppose we all soak up everything like sponges as we grow older but um, I've always been attracted to writing about weather I always try and include weather in any stories that I'm writing whether it's snow I want to write about the snow and if it's raining I want to talk about the rain I want to try and draw the reader into that world of... Yeah. If you can immerse them as best you can. Yeah, and I like to do that with weather. You know, I, I don't know why. I think maybe it is because of what I absorbed as a kid. I also seem to remember as well, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, that that era that you're just describing, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rising and all that, I seem to remember that Robin's character was, was female. Whether or not... I, I'm trying to think. I don't think she was... Bat girl. I don't think that was the case, but I think Robin's character was a very, it was a teenage girl, and there was this. I remember this sort of old exchange conversation between them and Batman is saying you've got decades ahead of you you don't know what real pain is yet you haven't experienced it you've got decades of it to go through I thought wow this is you know this is a wonderful story I'm being sucked into this yeah yeah I don't recall that you may be 100% right I just don't recall
1: and I know that like if you talk about just Robin there's been at least three like iterations of who that was Dick Grayson wasn't the only one There like at least two others that were Robin I know for sure. And there might have been a female one in the mix somewhere. I don't know. Maybe,
0: maybe. Well, that's what the Internet's for. But I feel compelled. Gentle listener, if you're aware of this, let, do let us know. And uh, um, when, we've, uh, when we've recorded this, Episode, um, I feel compelled to go online and, and research this now. Oh, and it, you're talking about getting down a wormhole. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so much out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what other, uh, moving away from the Batman universe, which is so tempting, we could just talk about Batman all day long, because that's, you know, we, I can sense that we're, we're both very attracted to that, that storyline. But what other um, superheroes or supervillains are, 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 are attracted to you?
1: Well, I remember down the line as, as it went, late in, in the late 70s, we started to get the TV show. We had the Superman movie yeah. around 78, and a little before that, I think it might have been 77, they did a, a Spider Man TV show, which was just not. The special effects just weren't there. Okay, I mean, you could tell it's probably like a cable pulling the guy up the thing, and he's kind of like <laughs> touching the wall as he goes up, but it's obviously swinging him out because so he's kind of making motions like he's climbing uh, okay. up the wall. Yeah. Now, of course, I was sucked right in and watched every this? episode. oh 79. okay. I can't
0: really remember this. I'm surprised it didn't make it over the other side of the yeah, Atlantic. It, Maybe it, it did, and his I missed costume it. Costume
1: wasn't bad, but I just you know I didn't get overly excited about it, even though that was my one of my things at the time. Yeah. It's like I'll watch it. And, and then there was a, a really bad one called Captain or a Captain America version. And it seemed like he he was in a van drove around in a van, but he had this motorcycle, like a rocket motorcycle that he would fly out of it with and ride to
0: Oh the motorcycle was in the back of the van. Yeah. It? He oh, okay, right. I got jettison it. out you yeah, know, once he was cool. on it,
1: you know, and he would take off. And it, he had the shield of course, but it was like clear, you know, he could still see through it, yeah. except for the bands and the star and and I remember it existing and not for a very long time, and I think for good reason. Um, so it was like the show, but in contrast, yeah. at that same time, the Incredible Hulk was out, right? And that was a pretty darn good show. Bill Bixby, yes, I remember is, that. Is yeah. Bruce Banner, and yeah. then yeah. Lou Ferrigno played the uh, yes. transformed Hulk. Yeah, and it had pretty good storylines, and it had a long-running storyline that he was, you know, on the run yeah. from his past, and he was being followed by this very unscrupulous and very dedicated reporter trying to find out, you know, what
0: is going on, and it was just haranguing him at every turn that's coming back to me now you've just described it yes didn't the introduction to each episode of that seem to last about six minutes yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In fact, right, right, right. and they were yeah. good introductions they were good introductions yeah but I just seem to remember it kind of dragged on a bit even back then as a young kid I was thinking oh, this, is, this is going on quite a while every mm-hmm. episode but anyway I agree with you 100 they were very watchable shows
1: yeah that was that was very good again and very Deep contrast to the Spider-Man and, and Captain America's out at the time. And then, not sure what year it started, but Wonder Woman came along and was pretty darn good as well. Yeah. And Linda Carter was not hard on the eyes, let me tell you that. <laughs> she was quite the radiant beauty.
0: Yes. And still is. She's still an attractive am I'm, I'm, Yes. So when, i have been trying to think if I ever saw any episodes of that, or I've just been aware of it in later years through YouTube and, you know. When when was Wonder Woman? With... Late seventies. Oh, okay. Late seventies,
1: right. definitely into the early eighties, and the funny thing is, when it premiered, it was at least the full first season, maybe the second season too, but in the uh, definitely the first season, it was the World War Two era. You oh, know, okay. She was there, and, and like, uh, you know, the uh, Lyle Wagner played the. Uh, Officer that okay. she was in, you know, kind of involved with, yeah, and yeah. you know, doing things with. And it was during World War II and you, all the old vehicles would be there, and planes, and and the uniforms and such like that. Yeah. But whatever, I don't think they really explained why they switched. But you know, in maybe the second season or, or it may have been the third. Now it's just normal time. You know, we've got computers, and we've got a little robot running around and such like that and I don't think they really ever explained that there was any time shift or anything but yes. like, you like know, the new season of Wonder Woman is starting here's Linda Carter and here she is so.
0: well I think isn't part of of the um, backstory to Wonder Woman that she doesn't age is that is that part of it, I it think? It may be. So she can move forward in time without but aging. But law Wagner was back. You know, oh, he was that, oh, well, I can't explain <laughs> that. <Yeah. laughs> that. Okay, that's where they... I mean, they might yeah. have
1: said. I just don't recall yeah. any kind of... You know, I was still happy to watch it. I didn't care that it wasn't, you know, 40 years ago and now it was in present time. I think I enjoyed it as much or more. And I like the little robot thing they had because everything, everything that came after Star Wars, anything robot or you were related that. to that, everybody was crazy yeah. about. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember sure. the name
0: of the thing. But it was part of it. it. It lasted X amount of seasons. Yeah. And I think it did pretty well. I'm trying to think now, leaping right forward through time to the last couple of years uh, with Gal Gadot playing Wonder Woman. Yeah. I think they did that same time shift yeah, she thing, was, didn't her they? Her movie, I
1: didn't see the whatever, Justice League or whatever, where mm. she was introduced. Yeah. But her movie, I think it
0: was World War II time, wasn't it? It was other, I have a feeling it might have been the First World War and then all of a sudden she's in the 1980s i think that's what her happened latest movie is 84 you right yeah. the, the, uh, well, the yes there full you go yeah. wonder woman movie it takes place in 1984 yes. i, haven't I, seen I that. have a feeling the first, her first movie it was the first world war, the great the great war 1418 yeah yeah,
1: yeah, but, yeah. You know, and we do know captain america did start back in the in world war 2 and then time yes. he was frozen or something he was frozen in ice yeah, i think yeah. wasn't then, he then was was able to come back in the in the normal world
0: it's so cool how all these things happened.
1: But it's kind of like whatever was popular around school is kind of what you were into. If somebody all of a sudden got into a certain type of comic, or, and it just kind of would spread through everybody. Yeah. Or why, why we were interested in them culturally. You know, I definitely remember, you know, there were obviously kids that really were into comics and knew all the ins and outs of the characters and new, were new ones being introduced and knew these stories that went back to, you know, a few decades, you know, with Fantastic Four and...
0: Yes, X-Men, that, yeah, and all the other things. And I, although I'm very, I am, I think we're all attracted to that world. And, and again, particularly the, the artwork with the graphic novels and the and the comics, I've always been a, attracted to that. Um, there are so many superheroes now from the from the world of the Avengers, for example, that kind of pass me by. And even when I watch the movies now, yeah, uh, I, I recently watched Black Widow, for example, you know, and I. I, I'm I'm kind of I feel a great sense of disconnect when I'm watching the movie, thinking, "Hang on, who 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 are these folks now? Who are we?" Do? I'm lost a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we take me back to Batman. I know that you know that's what I keep thinking. Let's have another Batman movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, for a while we didn't trying, trying to look back. I mean, we had the early the late '80s, early '90s Batman with that started with Michael Keaton, and those kind of carried on. With you know, he did a couple, and then they had the Batman movies occasionally. Yeah. You know, and then it started started kind of anew with the. Uh, was Christopher Nolan was the director? I think. Okay. And of course, yeah. The Dark Knight was just the second one. Was right. Phenomenal. You know, with Heath Ledger playing the Joker and everything. That's just absolutely a, yeah. An iconic yeah. film. Yeah. Um, and then around two thousand, what somewhere around two thousand, they did that very first X Men, where they had you know Hugh Jackman and uh, Anna Paquin and all yeah, them, and that yeah. kind of started a you know a Marvel universe that just has continued on. That second X Men was really good. I enjoyed those characters. And Iron Man, of course, was a big kind of a milestone for them. Yeah. And then then they started, like I say, bringing the Avengers. I remember the first Avengers movie. I liked it. And then they... I, did I see the second one? I'm not sure. I can't but answer maybe, that for you. Captain America had a couple of movies and by the <laughs> time they did Civil War, everybody's in here and now they're... You need a, you need a statistician to figure out who's right. who. That's
0: kind of where I'm going. I'm and kind last, of lost with it. I haven't seen,
1: it. I know the last two <laughs> Avengers because I'm like I, like, I don't know who's coming and going and why they're coming or going. They, they've kind of just... Mismatched yes. it so much
0: that I now, can't, I can't um, get into it anymore. Which was the movie that Ben Affleck played Batman? Is that Justice? Well, he Justice. had Batman versus Superman with Batman versus. Up, like, I think that's what and I'm thinking been, of. Was he and in the again, Batman and Justice League? I, again, that, that was kind of a throwback to that era. Was talking about when we first started discussing um, this topic for this episode. It was I have a feeling Affleck was wearing like a long brown. Trench coat that (laughs) seemed completely at odds with the Batman uniform, but that's my memory of those comics back in the eighties when we were describing that sort of you know very dark brooding Gotham City. I think that's exactly what Batman was wearing in those comics was this long brown soaking wet rain. Break. And I know,
1: I, I know for a fact, I haven't seen any of the films where he plays Batman. I just, mm. And again, maybe it's just me not getting around to them and stuff like that. It's not like I'm like, determined not to watch them. It's sure, just, sure, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I only have so much time
0: in a day, and I just haven't gotten around to them. You know, they're they're right. in, they're, in, they're incredibly popular, and I do. Yeah, I'll sit there and watch them. But again, I do. Unfortunately, um, as time has moved on, I do sense uh, there is a feeling of disconnect between my knowledge of what's happening in this universe and who the characters are. But.
1: Well, and occasionally throughout the years, gosh, been, you know almost two decades now. They they'd throw out an, a, a, a character that would you, you kind of wonder, you know, just kind of like they're pulling it out like they did the Crow. And I, the Crow was a very good movie. I liked it. A, I liked it a lot. Yes. I've seen it at least two, three, maybe four times. You know, as Brandon Lee, and uh, fortunately he was he was killed on the set and they had to finish the movie without him. So it, had, it always had kind of a haunting story behind it. Yikes! Yeah, which was actually in quite in line with the story of the the character. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other ones that, uh, you know, were just... Others, you know, Spawn. You know, Spawn was a very, pop, very popular yeah. comic, and they did that one movie.
0: No, it's incredible to think that so many of those characters, superheroes, came from the, the mastermind of Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. And... I'm always excited to see these little cameo roles, even going back to Hitchcock appearing in Hitchcock's movies. You know, but whenever you see Stan Lee crop up in one of his movies, um, just for a couple of seconds, he will play somebody, some cameo role, doing something, selling newspapers, or knocking on a door, or in an elevator, or something. You know, yeah. I, I think it's cool to see him. Yeah, so. it's always something fun for
1: the viewer. The are always going to be there. And yeah, you know, yeah. See it. Oh, I like okay, that. yeah. So, and, you know, great to give him such honor and
0: stuff like that because I think for you know, so many, so many decades, he was just a you're absolutely he was just a worker for the company. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's gone on to great things and great fortune, I'm sure, because um, of all the movie rights and the deals that he yeah, did at I, the time, I'm sure. Heard, heard but you're right. I mean, for, for decades, he was just a hard-working guy that would have just knocked out as many comic books and created as many characters as he possibly could yeah. to keep to keep the business working.
1: Yeah, and it's hard to believe these characters have been around for so long. Yeah. For, you know, Like I say, way before... You know, here I was in the '70s watching these shows, but you know they had been existing for for quite some time prior yeah. to that. Yeah. And they just were finding ways to get them out to the masses a little bit more. And but you never know what's going to hit. You know, you know when they put out. I think they kind of felt confident, maybe in the in the Batman show, but uh, you know, trying those other things. You know, the Hulk was kind of a you know, uh, I wouldn't have been in the executive boardroom
0: saying this is going to be a slam dunk. But. No, not at all. You, you're absolutely right. They were taking a big risk back then. But yeah, out of all though, as I would say out of everything that we've seen, uh, that that wonderful world of, of Batman back in the 1967-68 Curiously enough, I was watching an episode only the other day, and there's just something, just something spectacular about it. You get drawn in. I mean, it's it's made to look like a comic, isn't oh, it? You know, very, it's very it's, campy. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's as
1: far from the dark, brooding night as it could like, be. Yeah.
0: It couldn't be more removed from that. And I love this um, from the perspective of the camera. Whenever the camera is inside the villain's lair, it's always sli- the camera is always slightly tilted. It's about 30, 35-degree yep. tilt on the camera. Cool little things like that that they did in every show.
1: Well, and yeah. they, care, and they, care, you know, they obviously took some from the comics, but then I'm, I, who knows where they got some of those villain names from and such like that. But yes. Maybe they were all coming from an a early writer or something. I'm not sure.
0: And I think um, the Joker to me is the absolute perfect villain for batman even back in the 60s 67 shows right up until Heath Ledger now the Joker movie uh, I think that character is just is, is the perfect foil for batman to fight against yeah. yeah of all the characters of all the villains in the batman universe i think the joker is is just the perfect foil for him well, and too, as the movies
1: with him got more bar- brooding and gritty, you know, the the Joker was, you know, n- not to be trifled with. I mean, he's really, you know, it, Yeah. You know, when he comes down to it, he's a psychopathic killer, you know. So. Y-
0: yes, <laughs> that's, that's exact. That's exactly right. Yeah, and I, I again, I'm drawn into that because if you look at the if you if, if you look at the comic book heroes and and, and villains. Um, they are so far removed from reality. It's a bit like when we were discussing Bond, James Bond, in our previous episode. You know, the the plans to take over the world are so wildly unrealistic that it takes a it takes a very gifted set of writers to make it seem believable. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what they've managed to do. They whoever they are, the writers, exactly what they managed to do with the latest. Adaptations of Batman to make the Joker into that heartless murderer yeah. that you just described. They did an incredible job of getting inside the psyche of how would that happen? If you wanted to make that realistic, how would that character seem to the world? And I think they got it absolutely spot on.
1: Yeah. 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 Kudos to them on that. Yeah. But I mean, it's just such, I mean, now that it's become such an industry and stuff, there's just almost unlimited. You know, you got to think these execs in the movie industry are just like, this is great. We've got a, un, you know, a well that just seems to have no end. Yeah. Because I mean, they're they were already pulling out. I mean, they pulled out Ant Man and gave him his own movie. I mean, that's a fairly obscure in that world. You know, of course, comic that's, people know of him. That's, but that's, to just say, true. hey, we're going to green light a full fledged, you know, multi yeah. multi hundreds of million dollar budget I'm, I'm for this, have at it. Yeah. You know, but it was it was a good one. I did see that one. You know, and I enjoyed it very much.
0: They will go American on therapy into therapy. the future, as you just described, exactly in the same way that the Bond Meaders will go on, hopefully, forever into the future. Uh, I think you're right. The idea of... We are all, I think, attracted to the idea of her- heroes and villains. All these conventions, you know, cons, sci-fi cons. I've never been to one, but I was cons love
1: for are just... I got one friend, and he literally just came off one... Yeah. Recently, and in, in a normal year, yeah. he's going to go to multiple, multiples. Really? Oh, and I think he's traveled abroad to go to some
0: of them. Loves them. I would love to go to one just to see. I mean, I, again, occasionally when um who do I watch on YouTube that's really into that? Adam Savage from MythBuster fame is. I think he's very. Oh, really? mu- I think he's very much yeah, into that. into that. Yeah. So I think I was watching something that Adam Savage was making, copy of Han Solo's. Pistol, I think, something like that it was. And I, as with all of these things, you know, you get sucked into it. Like, oh, what are they doing? How are they making this work? You know, but I think he's very, uh, very, very into that world. So I would love to go to him because I think the attention to detail that these guys and gals put into their costumes is, is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I'd support it all the way.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm, as a, me as a spectator probably use the same. You're kind of an observer of, of yes, everything absolutely. that goes on because you know I don't. I don't know that it wouldn't be my thing. You
0: don't either. want to dress up as Iron Man. But no, you, yeah. no, but, <laughs> no, but it would be a, a
1: very interesting social experiment to walk around and see it all and just you know, again see the passion and yes. It's great that they have something they you know really just love and put so much into and it makes them happy. You know, that's, yeah. the, main, that's the main thing of all of it.
0: Is is
1: you know it's it's entertainment when you break it down.
0: Yeah, we are observers of life, you and I. I think I feel the same. I like, I'll go. I'll, I enjoy very much going down to Key West and uh, enjoying the Hemingway days and the Hemingway lookalike competition. But I have no, I feel no desire to get on stage and portray myself as being Hemingway to try and win a prize of the Hemingway lookalike. But that world uh, is fascinating to yeah. me. I mean, these guys they're absolutely sucked into that world and they will stand on stage for a couple of minutes and portray to their audience that they are Hemingway for two minutes and I think it's a wonderful thing and there's 50 of them doing it yeah. you know but I, it's, a, it's a great thing it's the same way I feel the same way with um, uh, World War II reenactment societies I feel no desire to take part in the reenactment but if there was a reenactment that I could get to you know I'd go along and watch it because I'm interested in the history of it and I would like to talk to them about the equipment they're using and which regiments are they representing and there is attraction to that but I don't feel a, I don't feel a desire to take part in it but I do feel a desire in all of these things to observe it yeah, yeah. Well, we better think about calling time on, on yeah, this episode, it's, Adam. I, it's such a wide berth of a subject. I, I didn't think it would take us, <laughs> uh, you know... It,
1: we could keep on expanding for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, yes, but I think we'll have to yeah. wrap up on, on this episode.
0: Well, gentlemen. Well, thanks for that. That was fun. Good. Yeah. I'm going to go later on this evening or tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll have a look online and see if I can trace the, um, the characters in those 1980s Batman comics and see whether or not I can discover who was... Portrayed as Robin, whether or not it was this female character—if I'm mixing this up with a, an early, an early uh, Batgirl—but I don't think it was. I have a feeling it wasn't.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting but, to find yeah. out. Uh, yeah, if I find and, and, out. And, and, and I want to put on your homework list. You got to watch the pilot episode of the Linda Carter Wonder Woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've
0: got to at least sure. Give it a go. Of, yeah. Speak. No problem. All right. Well. On that note then, gentle listener, thank you for joining us and do join us again on another episode of uh, Match It and the Other Guy. Bye for now.
1: Bye for now. See you then. Yeah.